Uh, welcome to Common Sense. Welcome How are you, Jeremiah? Yeah, I'm... God, that's a loaded question. <laughs> let, let me just spitball a whole bunch of, like, yeah, really deep like... personal questions right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done this in a little while, but, it's you know, it but is I'm, what it is. I, I like, like, we can just jump back into it, and we can be very, like, real and raw with it. Yeah. Um, as much as I just sent a text, I was like, I'm doing my geeky podcast. Um, and as much as it's my geeky podcast and our geeky podcast, it's very, like... It's our real, it's us. Like, it's just us, like, doing the shit that we enjoy. And, like, living life is, I'm happy we enjoy living life. Yeah. But it becomes, it bleeds into the show. So, um, ask your question again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can properly answer in a more straight fire way. Where are you at right now? I'm in a place of learning how to accept others' love. And I mean that in all forms of relationships and all forms of friendships. I'm learning how to accept help from other fucker, fucking people because I love them and I'm generally the person that is always going above and beyond but learning how to allow other people to like, I can rely on other people and lean on other people. It's very much a struggle. It's very, I was going to say horrifying but I think the horrifying side of it's gone away. Now it's more just like, yeah, <laughs> this is nice. Uh, I don't like it. But it's, it's healthy. <laughs> That's honest. But it's like, yeah, it's honest as fuck because it's like, I'm used to doing everything on my own and learning and seeing there are people that give a shit about me uh, and that want to love me is like, yay. I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> how are you doing where you are? Where are you are? Where are you, Matt? Uh, how are you doing? I'll be honest. I don't know where I'm at. Yeah. I'm kind of, you know, I... In the time uh, since we recorded last, um, and this is something I want to touch on more later in the episode, but uh, I had the 20th anniversary milestone of my father yeah. passing away, and I processed that. I had It took a lot of reflection. That's actually, listeners, that's a reason why you didn't get uh, the episode we recorded on July 2nd until mm-hmm. like August 14th, <laughs> is because um, it was just something where... I was originally planning to do a podcast, but I think either we couldn't do it or it just became a thing where I just wasn't yeah. in it. And I processed it. I had to really think about why I was upset mm-hmm. and why it was like really lingering and shit. Mm-hmm. But I was just kind of in a shitty place because of that. And I overcame that. And I'm glad I overcame that. You helped me. Yeah. Uh, you went with me that day and helped me with that, which was nice. And that was an ex- no, that was an experience itself. Yeah, like I appreciate was, you accompanying me. I'm glad I was able to be a part of that because I in, ended up going through a similar, not even similar, it's completely different, but I went through some of the things that I saw with you. I got to see, like, there in my own space. And the whole reason I asked you to go with me is because I'm, I, I wanted you to film it because... Not because I'm trying to do some fucking shock value yeah. Facebook post. You know, I the, I hate more than anything mm-hmm. when people post pictures of them holding the hand of a dying person and they post it after they've died, like, goodbye, grandma. Oh, they've done something like that? I've seen so many people do oh, that damn. shit, and it's fucking bullshit. Up. It's really fucked up, because to me, it's just like, you just want the likes. Yeah. I, mean, I stopped doing stuff for my mom because I ran out of content. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, That's sad. But, like, I feel like with everything that I have had, I, like, made all the content I could. And so, I think this year I really didn't post anything. And like, she's still gone and I still love her. And, like, I can go back and look at those other things. I can reshare that if I want to. But, mm-hmm. like, I also don't give a shit about 
people on social media anymore. But I think that it's a good space to be able to get that. It's a good space to express the frustration and the pain if you can find healthy ways to do it. And I think you did that in a really good way. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I the funny thing is where you have kind of like peaked with the content with that, mm-hmm. I hadn't really done anything directly about mm-hmm. it. Like I, like for Father's Day this, you know, I've, for Father's Day the past couple of years or like whenever, I post like a picture, I'll make like a little video or something. Mm-hmm. Um, last year I made a thing where I just, I took all that legacy or some of that legacy box footage my mom gave me where it's like old video of like me and him together and shit. And I cut it to Binary Sunset by John Williams, yeah. which is the one piece of Star Wars music that makes me cry every time I hear it right. or at least choke up. <laughs> And I did that. That was nice. And I've done a couple of things like either with him in the background or the back thought or, you know, something or I've done that mm-hmm. where this year um, I decide I'm just going to directly say what it is yeah. or directly just face it in a way, which is, I guess, an allegory for everything that's Transpired. what the whole thing. Yeah. The, the yeah. whole experience has been. But uh, the first one for Father's Day, because he died on the 18th and Father's Day is almost like it's right around my birthday, which is literally like a month, a month before him. Yeah. And I, I took the scene from the end of Man of Steel when Clark and Martha Kent go to Paul Kent's grave, and she's like, uh, he always knew you'd be, you were meant for greater things, mm-hmm. and when the day uh, came, you'd be able to bear it, its weight on your shoulders. And then Clark's like, I just wish he could have been here to see it. And then his mom, without hesitation, without missing a beat, goes like, he saw Clark, believe me. Yeah. And it cuts to the footage of him as a kid playing around with the dog with his little like red towel cape and it's really really sweet and everything what i did was i replaced all that footage with just that legacy box footage and the first time i saw it finished you know after i removed the whole like i have to edit and fine-tune everything yeah it was pretty powerful and i was glad i did it and it's funny because many people who've seen it have told me that it made them cry i'm like yeah. You sent me the <laughs> the other day. Oh, I was, I'm getting yeah. to that. I'm getting to oh that. Oh my gosh. So the second thing I originally planned, which was going to be on the actual day, on the 20th anniversary, um, I originally planned to essentially deep fake him and me onto Kylo Ren and Han Solo in the scene from The Rise of Skywalker, which I think we can both agree is one of, in, in my opinion, the best scene I in all of Star Wars. I would say is the best scene in the last trilogy. Yeah. For sure. and pro- I, it's one of the best Star Wars scenes, scenes ever. It's in, in Star Wars in its entirety, but you have to have all the other stuff to like understand to give that scene so much more weight. Right. So with but that's how all the movies are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I plan to do that. I even sat down and I, I basically won my Academy Award by... Um, I'm sitting here. I had the scene playing. I was literally holding my phone off camera with the scene, and I was just trying. My, my whole thing is, I'm not trying to match Adam Driver's performance. I'm not like right. that. Yeah. But I was trying to get like my face to go into all the different expressions, so then the algorithm could have something closer to work with. Because yeah. when it has something closer to match, it's always easier. Mm. Um, the only problem is, unfortunately, I couldn't do it because with my dad's stuff, the footage is so old and it's so small, and so like the quality, frankly, it's dog shit. Yeah. And on top of that, he's got his glasses on, and that just fucks everything up. But what I ended up doing was I revisited an idea I had planned to do for a while, which is um, I basically compiled all of my movie dads together, or father archetype figures in film that I really like, and I put them in a video where the whole thought was, this is, if I've always wanted to have one more conversation with him. Mm. And my thought was, this is how I feel that conversation would go. Yeah. And it starts out with 
the Rise of Skywalker scene, and then it cuts between stuff with Man of Steel with both Jonathan Kent and Jor-El. Um, I, I snuck in fucking uh, Yondu from Guardians. Yep, Guardians. Obi-Wan from the prequels. I'm your daddy boy. <laughs> Yeah, Obi-Wan's in there. I snuck a scene from Love, Simon in there because I wanted something that was not just because that scene is beautiful and amazing, mm-hmm. but also because I want something that was I worked on. Right. And um, I surprisingly enough, I didn't have a Ben Affleck scene in there. <laughs> but it was so... I was like, going to put something for the way back, but I just couldn't find like a right. Oh, right. Something that, like fit with it. Yeah, because the whole thing, I wanted to see me... Like, I've seen this before. I wanted it to be a thing where all the characters were essentially kind of like saying the same sentence mm-hmm. or they're all finishing each other's sentences or what have you. And, um, I think my favorite bits are, I love when, uh, King T'Chaka comes up. Cause yes. that's my favorite scene in all of Black Panther. Yeah. The first one, I like the second one too, because it's like, you know, it's, 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 uh, T'Challa basically saying mm-hmm. this is fucked up. We should have taken the kid, yeah, you know, what's yeah. going on here. But I love that first one. Cause my favorite part is when he says, I'm not ready to be without you. Mm. And then his father says one of the most poignant lines in all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is, a man who is not prepared his own children for his own death has failed as a father. Mm. And I cut this part out, but he's like, have I ever failed you? Yeah. But, um, and then I, I segue that to, I have Gandalf, yeah. and then I have, uh, I end it with Kylo saying i know i have to do but i don't have, know if i have the that's strength to do it, it yeah. and to me that was like and for me that was i know i have to keep i have to continue this journey without him mm-hmm. i know that he's not coming back and i'm i'm on my own now but i'm on my own two feet mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know if i have the strength to stand on my two feet and then han does what han does he puts his hand on his cheek and he says you do yeah and i close it with that they have their sweet little interaction where he calls him dad for the first time in all the trilogy. And then I cap it off with Joel from The Last of Us 2 saying goodnight, kiddo, Which and he closes beautiful. the door. The whole video, I like the whole entire aspect of it because that is that going back to like creating something, especially like for like different like milestones when a parent has passed. Like that's what I was doing. I, you really took all these people that influenced you to show appreciation for the one person that like ultimately influenced you and so i just love the i love because i know the story because we're telling the story to the audience like just the entire video itself i can't pick like one specific thing because i understand and after you just explained it you show like why each scene means something to you and it just it yeah, it's so good. It's uh, it's a wonderful you. piece of art. Uh, I love it. I, I said it to uh, uh, another thing, music wise. I'll put a link to it in the yeah. description, and everything. But uh, I said it to the Grey Havens from Return of the King mm-hmm. because it, I had this thing as a kid where because um, Lord of the Rings was like that was the you, you know talking about like I guess like movie trilogies or move big like you know it's a set of movies that yeah. you watch and you you take as one story. Um, you know, it would always, it had always been Star Wars, kind of Indiana Jones, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. But that was the one that came in where, it, first of all, it broke the mold for me with fantasy. And, I mean, I saw Harry Potter and shit, but it's like, I was a kid in the fucking 2000s. Of course I saw Harry Potter. It. I didn't see it. Well, Potter, you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> but, you, you know, it's like, it's in theaters. It's in every goddamn fucking scholastic book fair. You're mm-hmm. going to fucking, it, you're going to come into contact yeah, you're with, come it. contact with it. Yeah. And, um, but that, like... I enjoyed it, but I didn't get this profound thing out of it that I did with Lord of the Rings. And I have read the books um, a very long time ago, but I've read the books. And But for me, 
there's just something the movies do that the books don't do, and it's not a strike against Tolkien or anything. It's just, I think, seeing that, it was such a mature story. And for me, it was something where, what? Tolkien wrote... Lord of the Rings. The same dude that wrote... The Hobbit. The same dude that wrote Game of Thrones? No, no, that's George R. R. Martin. Martin, okay, I was Everybody's gotta have fucking R's in their names. Yeah, I was like, wait, what the fuck? I was like... He needs to calm the fuck down. No, 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 no. Okay, no. cool. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I knew I hadn't heard the name in a long time, but I also forgot the name of the dude that did like Game of Thrones, and that's what threw me for a second. Sorry. No, Continue. you're good. That, no. I should get kicked off this geek uh, podcast. Masande staring at you. Ugh. But um, <laughs> what was it? Uh, but I, I chose to use that piece from Return of the King because spoilers at the end of the movie, it's like it's Frodo. Bilbo, who's now, like, ancient at this point. You know, he's very old. His age is caught up with him. Gandalf and the higher hierarchy elves, like Elrond, Galadriel. I forget Galadriel's husband's name, but he was he was played by the same motherfucker who's that asshole French dude in Kingdom of Heaven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. he's, he, he's, he's popped up in a couple of things I've watched, like, in the past couple of years. I'm like, I know who the fuck you are now. Nice. But uh, anyway, I, the, the it's them getting on the boat and sail and it's the last boat or the last ship off into the gray havens which is like you know it's the it's into the west it's or into the east or whatever it, it's they're sailing to a part that's like you go there but you don't come back and mm. the whole thing is a fucking allegory for heaven mm. and it's so blatant and all the imagery and everything in the movie it's so it's it's them going off to heaven but it's my favorite depiction of that because it's not someone being like Oh, I'm dramatically dying. Yeah. Goodbye. I've won my Oscar now. <laughs> you know, it's not that bullshit. It's like, and it and it's not like straight up death. It's just like it's the experience of it. But it was so nice to see such a warm representation of that. And at the time, this is like four years after he had died that mm. I saw these, and it was just really powerful to see. You know, there's this beautiful sunset. Everything's golden. Everybody's sad. Gandalf's like, you know, here we are on the shores of our sea. Comes the end of our friendship. And it's like, it's so sad. And everybody's crying. He's like, do not weep. And, you know, it's basically saying like, you know, it's not about the fact that we're parting ways here. It's about the fact that we've experienced so much and we can hang on to it. And that piece of music, it was something when I lived in Cumming, um, before we moved, I had this like green fucking CD player thing, like boombox CD player thing in my room. And I remember... I'd always turn on these like little warm lights before I went to bed and I would play that piece of music and it helped me just go off to sleep because it was just that comfort of like, I guess for me, it made the experience of death not seem so scary to me. It's just like, it's that warm, you're just sailing off. Yeah. And so I thought it was appropriate to use that. I was originally going to use To the Stars from Dragonheart, Mm -hmm. but it gets a little bit too big and I didn't want this giant... You know, I didn't want this You're giant crescendo. Yeah. And uh, as much I mean, as that would have been respectful too, but I, you yeah. were going for a certain emotion. I, I want something that, softer. Yeah. Softer in that the, the music that you did pick definitely captured that and it flowed through with it through the entire thing. Yeah. And, uh, it was kind of a bitch to edit the music. My friend Matt <laughs> helped me with that too. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was just, it was a great experience. I, that for, and I did a couple of things. I watched it a number of times before I went because I showed it to you and Jackson. Other than Ashley, you guys were the first people to see it. Mm-hmm. And then I posted it. And then when we went to the cemetery, 
I put on my headphones and I played it. I didn't watch it. But I just listened. And it was just like, okay, you're not going to watch it and overthink all your stupid edits this time. Yeah. You're going to sit here at the grave and listen to your father talk to you. And I, I literally walked down that hill feeling stronger than I did when I went up. And it was really cool. But oh, to- did I send you the video where I recorded you after? I don't know. I found that the other day. On your phone? On my phone. Oh, uh, no. Okay, I need to send that to you. Yeah. Because you wanted me to record you after... Get a reaction. Car. Yeah. yeah. That was good. Because what I'm planning to do is, like, take it and, like... Um, I'm, I'm going to essentially make, like, a tiny little short film yeah. video kind of thing about it. Just to capture the experience. Yeah. yeah I'm going to call it Facing 20. Uh-huh. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. That's nice. It's vague, but it's specific. But it's, <laughs> yeah, it's vague and specific. I but, uh... Yeah. I guess to answer your question, you asked me 20 minutes ago... <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm at right now, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not great. Yeah. I'm, I have, for the, I, I don't know, I've been having really severely bad um, artist block recently. It's mm-hmm. it, like, I took two weeks off, and then I tried drawing again. I did one thing that was pretty good, but then every other time I tried to pick up something, it was literally like trying to force like a rusty gear that had like solidified. My dear sir, you have overcome one struggle, but then another one has presented itself. Yeah, except you know what I did with this one? What? And this isn't like a, a metaphor or anything. Audience, don't read into this. I packed up all my art stuff and put it in the closet. Mm. I like that. I just, I'm, I'm just. That's good. I just, I'm, I'm. Because I'm, if it's if it's something that's bringing you that much, like the if it's the source it's agonizing. Of, it's honestly, agonizing. Yeah, I know no, that sounds like, dramatic, but it's no. it's honestly agonizing because, and I think another reason why it bothers me is because, you know, like what spoilers, like what I talked about last time with Last of Us Part Two, like mm-hmm. you know. Ellie loses his fingers and she can't play the guitar, so she's kind of lost her connection with Joel. Yeah. I feel like I've lost my connection with my dad in that sense. Uh, no, and that that's good in the fact that now you have to establish your own connection with that. And yeah. so God knows, not saying that it's going to take forever, but I'm like, like God knows what that journey is going to look like. But that yeah. the next step is like, and take it in your own time. Like, well, well, the way I the way I see it is, I'm going to do one of two things. Mm. I'm just kind of... I, I haven't drawn... Or I, I put everything away like three days ago. Okay. And I've had an itch to go back. I've had ideas. But I haven't gone back. Part of it's just because I didn't want to get all that shit out of my closet. <laughs> the other reason, because, you know, it's you see, you see my room. It's a little chaotic right now. It's a little pain in the ass to get in there. But also, um, I just feel like I need to sit on it for a little bit. And I need to... The, a, lot, a lot of my artist friends said, like, perhaps explore. Like, my friend Jasmine, shout out to... Akato, the creator, on Instagram, um, she said possibly try new mediums, mm-hmm. and I've kind of been doing that. You have. That's really good. So, it sounds like you found a way to like really take whatever is happening and just like find a way to encapsulate it in its own thing, so that you can put it on its shelf and then come back to it when necessary, so that you can continue to live life. Because I think. This is just me hearing you talk and uh-huh. hearing and myself going through stuff. It's like being able to put things away that mean a lot to you and then come back to it. Like making sure you're in a space where you can come back to it so you can fully appreciate it. Because I haven't been playing like... And I used to be a gamer, but I'm not like I used to be. <laughs> and I'm forcing myself to fucking finish playing Star Wars Fallen Jedi. I fucking hate that game. Everyone that says it's amazing go fucking suck a dick. Because it's not that I great. had two friends work on it, Jesus and I think Christ. it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. No, it's a cool game. The fucking game development and the game design of it is kind of fucking stupid, though. 
why the fuck do we have zombies in Star Wars? Where the fuck did that come from? That's just I didn't know that was thought. a thing. That's just a random thought. Just wanted to throw that I, out there. I'll randomly. say this. I'll say this. Well, two things. One, um, I read a book called Death Troopers, okay. and it's about like there's basically like an imperial frigate. Mm. It's like a prison barge. And an outbreak happens, and it's fucking. See, that sounds awesome. amazing. A lot of I, the shit that it, I've heard that's not in the game sounds amazing. Well, like, that, that's just that's just a book I read like a yeah. year and a half ago. But the, the other thing, just to backtrack for just a second, mm-hmm. is the one thing that solidified my whole like kind of taking a sabbatical from art. Like, because my best case scenario is within the next week or two, I'll be back doing it. Yeah. Worst case scenario, I'm going to just shelve it for the year. Yeah. Because we've only got what four months left in the four year. Four months left. Yeah. And that's not bad. Yeah, the thing that really solidified that that was the right choice is I refunded two commissions that I had. Oh, wow. Nice. And, uh, you know, it's 90 bucks. I'll be honest. I didn't like giving back 90 bucks because I'm broke as fuck right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of Masters of the Universe shit coming out that I want, <laughs> as you can see by Skeletor on the table. Yeah. But, uh, but in all seriousness, like, that was really hard for me to do. I've done it once before. Um, I had to refund Alec mm-hmm. one, a couple years ago because... He wanted this idea that was just too elaborate for me. It's not that he came up with it trying to fuck me over or anything. It was right. just like, I thought I could do it. I tried doing it. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. There's too many layers to the image. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I can do it now. It was yeah. really like, it was way beyond my skill level. Nice. And, uh, but with the guy I refunded the two, he got two back to back. And it's not anything I wouldn't want to draw in the mm-hmm. sense that like, okay, here's what one of them is. He wants Sally dressed as Crystal from Star Fox. Okay. Like her tribal, like it's essentially two steps. I didn't play much of Star Fox, but I... Kind Pull up your phone and type in uh, Crystal Star Fox Adventures. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Why would that be an issue for me that to draw? That should not be an issue. It's not, it's I not but you like... That, like the way you drew Sally in my book in like five minutes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just something where I, I don't know what's going on. I think yeah. there's some sort of thing going on in my head that I just need to work on i guess yeah. but uh yeah i but i felt good when i did that because mm-hmm. it's like it's it sucked on one hand because i'm like i'm giving this back and the guy couldn't have been sweeter about the whole thing yeah he was just true. like uh you know i i, I know him fairly well mm-hmm. but it's just like he's like you know i don't mind waiting i was like no i appreciate that but you've been waiting since like may yeah i hate that mm-hmm. and i because i i did a number of other things in between now and then. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I was trying to be like, I'm going to take your money and do shit. It's yeah. not that. It was literally just, um, I didn't want to bullshit it. Yeah. You know, he he paid me some money to do this shit. I want to do it right. pride in what you do. Yeah. yeah, and it was just something where I, I told him, like, look, when I get my groove back, if you still want them, let's talk. Yeah. But for right now, it would just... It takes, a, it takes a weight off of me. It takes a bucket of water off that fucking shit that I'm carrying mm-hmm. off. And yeah. he was completely understanding. He he appreciated that. So I feel good about it. Nice. It sucks, but it is. It's understanding that you can't carry the entire weight of the world. Yeah. Like, and even when I say that, I don't mean that you do, but even within your own life. I'm so world. goddamn dramatic, yeah, Jeremiah. Like, oh I can't God. do everything. Like, Everybody me. depends on but that's me. me. Like, that's me. So that's where I'm in the process of learning. It's like, I can't carry, like, everybody's bullshit. Like, yeah. and, like, I do. And so, like, learning how to, like... Uh, you actually, you and I were talking about it. We talked about, and my cousin, the superhero complex, and it's, <laughs> and it's not the superhero complex. Cause there's a superhero com- there apparently is like a legit thing called the superhero complex where it's like you do this trying to get like recognition and things like that, validation, validation and such. But it's not that. It's more of me and you were talking about it, and it's more of like this Peter Parker 
like the Peter Parker complex. You're the like, selfless version. Yeah. I know people like, who are not the selfless yes, version. Yes, we talked about that. Yeah, and it's just like, I'm going to literally throw myself out. I'm the human, like, Swiss Army knife. You're, you you're in the 1978 Superman movie. You're Superman laying down where some fucking train track has busted yeah. and the train runs your ass over, instead but like, it gets across. Instead of, like, just, like... Stopping the train and telling everybody to get the fuck off and then wait for a car to come pick them up and they can drive them across the mountain. Like, yeah. Like, instead of... I literally am doing this shit to make shit harder for me to help people when I don't have to help people or in helping people just not to that level. Yeah. Uh, and learning how to just, like, accept help from other people, accept love from other people, accept, like, friendship. And, like, I feel like I have a very good aspect of friendship, but, like, now it's, like... People can always lean on me. Now I can lean on other people. And it's like, that's a weird thing. Because it's like, I know you love me, but do you really want to be around me? Because I can be a lot sometimes. And it's like, lean on me. When you're not strong, I'll be your friend. I love that fucking song. I love his voice. It's so great. And I need to like take a page from the song and just like lean on other people. And, like, I'm slowly doing that, and, like, there's me... And Don't lean on friend. me. I'm rotting yeah, wood right you're now. Okay. <laughs> we can all... No, we, we need, need no way. Yeah, was, yeah, I got you. I was like, we just need, like... I got termites, bitch. <laughs> we need the fucking um, breathing masks from, like, when you're in an airplane, and they drop the thing down. It's like, <laughs> you should breathe. We both need breathing masks right now. But, like, being... in seeing situations after weird. gaming. Like, I'm trying to finish Fallen right, Order. Right, you're talking about like, Fallen Order. Yeah, fuck, fuck that game. But, like, trying to finish it so that I can, like, get back to playing other games with other friends and, like, me and you playing Predator. We actually need to play it some more. I haven't played it forever. But, like... I got my ass whooped last night. Oh, really? can I derail you for just a second? I have to yes. tell you about the greatest fucking moment that happened on Predator Bet. for me. So, this is, like, two nights ago. Mm. I'm playing, and the, I guess the matchmaking got fucked up because it literally just... It was just me... And the Predator. Um, and I'm, at first I'm okay. like, okay, I'm here for it. You know, I'll, it's just like the movie. My entire team has been killed. It's just mm. me being Arnold. They got to butt up and go, ah! <laughs> you know, I got to do that. But here's what happened. So I was like, okay, I'm going to mud up and everything. I start putting the mud on. And all of a sudden, dunk, like maybe like a football field away from me. The Predator. And it's very clear. Like you can see me. I can see him. Right. And I was just like. And I, I fired off a couple rounds. And he just, but he didn't do anything. He just started squatting. Huh. I was like, okay. Oh. oh, yeah, you're catching on to this. I was like, I stopped firing. He comes, he comes like a couple yards closer, squats, about nice. 30 yards closer, squats. And then before, he keeps, like, he squats like a couple times. Yeah. And before you know it, he's like right, like in front of me, like from where I am to you. Yeah. And he's squatting. And this is just one of those beautiful moments of nonverbal communication in a game where you don't need a fucking headset. Yeah. Is. I took it as, hey, man, you got screwed. I'm not going to murder your ass because you got screwed and this isn't fun. How about this? You go do the mission and I'll get all these NPC kills. I get those. I get points for that. Nice. You can complete your mission. Because that's nice. what happened. Nice. He, I literally had a fucking predator escort me around the map. So anytime like, I had awesome. to sit there and like hold like F or whatever to like, you know, until this like fucking computing hacking bullshit was yeah. done. I'd, and the, the fucking NPCs are coming right. and starting to shoot at me. Motherfucker would go and just decimate them. That's amazing. It was amazing. And then I, and my whole thought was the whole, like, he even stopped so I could heal. It's like he's a fucking first aid kit. I oh, stopped yeah. so he could heal. It's just like we have this beautiful understanding. That's amazing. He even set traps when I, like, around me. So not, not to kill me, but right. just like, so if they got close to me, they would fucking get killed yeah. or get trapped and he could come kill them while I'm doing my hacking nice. shit. And so 
by the end of the game or by the end of the round, I'm like, okay, what will probably happen is, and because you know, we we're not talking, we're not on mics, and even if we were, I couldn't talk to him because he's the fucking predator. Mm. The only way we could like communicate was like I could do like my like little uh, emojis, emo- emojis, and I just remember like one time we were kind of apart. I was like, "Still give a fire team," and he came back, <laughs> and so we get to the end of the round, and I'm I'm like, okay. You know, he let me complete the mission. I'm technically go- done. You know, the hel- I don't know if the helicopter counts as the final complete thing, but it, it has a big mission complete thing the moment you finish the main thing before you go to the E-back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, look, if he wants to kill me, if he wants his trophy, I'm going to let him do it because he's been this fucking cool at this point. Yeah. So here's what happens. I call the helicopter because I'm like, okay, well, at least I'll get the points for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here and, you know, we'll just fight off the fucking NPCs until the helicopter comes and it's like, okay, do your business. Nope. He just, like, I look over at him, like, I stop, and the, the helicopters drop the ropes. I look over at him, he looks over at me, and then looks back and just keeps taking the motherfuckers down with the bow. I'm just like, nice. respect. Nice. Respect. That's amazing. Because, and what I respect so much about it is because it takes, like, 7 to 15 minutes to get into a game as a predator. Right. And the fact that he made that decision to, like, no, no, I got you, you just do your you thing. You do your thing, and I do my thing. That's... And that's what I miss about being able to play video games, especially with my friends. Yeah. So, like, being able to come back to, once I finished Star Wars, I've been playing Battlefront 2 with some of the guys. Yeah. Like, that's been nice, but, like, being able to, like, get into that free-flowing thing of, like, this is something that I used to enjoy doing, and, like, getting out of, like, this bout of depression, because I was depressed for, like, a month and a half. Yeah. I did not realize (laughs) that. Oh, my God, it was dark. Um... We're getting dark, Morty. Yeah, we're getting dark, Morty. Oh my god, we're getting so fucking dark. Uh, this is the darkest season of our adventures. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be amazing, Morty. <laughs> I don't know why I cough. <laughs> because Rick would cough. He would cough or burp or cough up on it. Yeah, there you go. I was like looking for the burp. Yeah. Um, but, you got it. Uh, oh, Morty. Uh, <laughs> uh, we need to make sure we just get all the pussy. <laughs> getting through that battle of depression and getting to a place of like. I'm back to, like, enjoying the things that I used to enjoy. Like, I started watching TV shows again. I literally didn't watch TV shows in forever. Like, not anime. Like, not anime. Like, I mean, I'm watching Black Monday with Don Cheadle. That's pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's okay. I need. I know why I go back and watch anime so much now. Because, I, like, I'm watching these Western shows and I'm like, this is cool. Oh, it's stupid. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is oh, It's, it's Peter Griffin with, like, I know you don't watch Family Guy, but it's like, there's this cutaway gag. Where he get, he's like really excited about juicy fruit. He's like, oh, this lasts about as long as juicy fruit. And you see him, he's like, oh, sweet juicy fruit. And he goes, he puts it in his mouth. and goes, mm, aww. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like this is cool. But like, I'm the boys. I'm so excited for that. Like when the September. boys season two, September fourth. My guy, two days after my birthday. I'm so hyped. Oh for yeah. That. I'm literally gonna like probably watch it all in one sitting, like on a weekend. Um, it's gonna be a Last of Us two for you because that came, yeah. that shit came out two days after my birth. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be like just locked away, and then um, I'm about to play Ghost of Tsushima. Oh <laughs> yeah, okay. So, I'm, gonna, so I'm pretty sure what's gonna happen is I'm gonna play that and Red Dead at the same time. Oh, go back. Well, okay, like, you know what? Really- I can start off with Red Dead, learn this stuff, and then like as I'm learning Red Dead, I can just like learn everything with ghosts, like, understand how the mechanics work, and then just, like, blow through that over a weekend. If you do that, that's great. And yeah. if you do do it exactly like that, I want you to, look, like, look for the parallels between samurai storytelling and western storytelling, because they're identical. It's going to take me so long to go through Red but, Dead, though. But, 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 here's what I think is going to happen. You're going to start with Red Dead. Yeah. I'm just going to describe to you the opening scene of Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. And then I want you 
will you play it to try and stop playing it? Oh, because <laughs> because I have because I couldn't, and that's why yeah. that's been that and like Predator's my like melt my brain game. Nice. Ghost of Tsushima has been the spiritual experience for me. So, opening scene. Okay. The Mongols, this is like 1400s. The Mongols have just like fucking D-Day'd shored up to this fucking beach on Tsushima Island in Japan. Okay. Feudal Japan. Oof. Shit's going down. Fuck you. You see, <laughs> you see this army of fucking samurai. Like, you see like probably about like 500 samurai. Oh, wow. There's like a thousand or 2,000, there's a shit ton more Mongols. Yeah. They send a motherfucker down, like one of their warriors, and they're trying to do it all honorably and shit, and it's just like, send me your strongest fighter. And then like, I'm sorry, that's my D&D voice. But, um, <laughs> but send me your strongest fighter, and then like, the leader of the Mongols sets motherfucker on fire. Oh, damn. And so then, it's this Lawrence of Arabia moment where it cuts back to Jin, the main character, and his uncle, who is like the, he's... He's the lord of the area of that yeah. first island or that first part of the island. And they're just like, no prisoners, no mercy. And they draw their swords. They're all on horseback, my dad. It's nighttime. Like the moon, it looks like some shit from a fucking movie because nice. it is. Nice. And you charge down onto the beach horseback and you just start fucking up the Mongolians. Oh, really? That, like, that's like the first level? That's the opening Holy part fuck. of the game. That's amazing. It's in a cutscene. I mean, there's cutscene elements, but, but you yeah, fuck shit yeah, up. You fuck shit up. And just like the thing does. And just like that, John Wick fucked up all of my fucking toy case. But that's how there it is. There you go. <laughs> you will not be able to pick that or put that shit down. Okay. Except to I'm, sleep. I'm really excited. It's like, my favorite fucking game I'm really in years. Because, like, Star Wars is fun. It's a, like, I, I didn't appreciate Star Wars until, like, I unlocked all the powers. Because, fuck that, you're a fucking Jedi and you're a little punk pussy ass bitch. Can't do a fucking thing. And then the fucking game design's kind of stupid because they tell you how to do shit, and then later on in the game they tell you they teach you how the game works. Like this is how the game the works. The mechanics and You're shit. Like, yeah. Okay. Cool. It doesn't make sense, but I understand this is how the game works. Then later on in the game they're like, use common sense, but you haven't used hey, common sense because common sense. The podcast. Put <laughs> it all back together. They're like, use common sense to play the game, and it's like, but you told me not to use common sense to play your stupid game, and now I can't get past this one section because I'm supposed to use common sense, but the way your game is fucking made is fucking stupid, and I fucking feel like a retarded piece of shit, but I know I'm not, and that's why I can't fucking stand that game. And then you get <laughs> customization options, like outside of the lightsaber, the customization customization options are bullshit to me. Like it's just like I like some of the ponchos. Movies. I'll be honest. Some of the ponchos are cool, but like. Literally, I unlock a third costume, and it's literally just a different shade color. Everything else is the same. That to me is not customization. That is just a color palette change. That it's variant. Yeah, punk shit. Fuck EA. I know people love EA for being better than what they did with like Battlefront, but yeah, this is still that wasn't half-ass. them. That was the development. That team. was the development team. Like this is still bullshit. Um, I'll tell you what though. <sighs> fuck, fucking. I want to finish Star Wars so much. Fucking stormtroopers up. To be, yeah, no, like, that's oh, fun. Oh, no. Fucking stormtroopers oh. up on fucking uh, Scarif. Yeah. In, with my slave Leia mod. Mm. Best thing ever. On oh, Battlefront, right? Yeah, Battlefront. No, like too. Battlefront is a, by far a better game. Like by Battlefront, they is made by it a better, far game. better game. Like, oh my god! Even down to like the facial, the CGI and stuff. Battlefront is so much better than this single player game. Like, it's it just, I'm blown away at, like, just the dick-sucking of the gaming industry. 
to Star Wars well, that, ADA. That's and why you need to play Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, it's because be a breath of fresh air. The mechanics are simple to grasp. Mm-hmm. There's better customization. You can, you can probably make sense. I'm Samurai Jack or, right now. Right, that's white like, Ronin robes with a fucking sword and a white horse. You get to pick your horse and you get to pick its name. Yeah. You're like, and then you could you could go from like that Ronin robes to having like full fucking like you know armor with a mm-hmm. fucking mask with a fucking straw mustache and a straw hat and you can fuck motherfuckers up you can play you can play as this is the thing it's like kind of the mass effect paragon renegade kind of thing mm-hmm. you can either be a honorable samurai or you can be like the ghost oh i don't even know why this is some random bullshit thing about star wars i can't use my lightsaber right now i don't fucking know why like i do know why it's, it's a, a story, story thing, thing? Okay. it's a story thing but it's fucking stupid and i just can't use my lightsaber and I just—it's not that I'm fighting you, buddy, but it's the fucking option to be able to fucking turn my goddamn yeah. lightsaber on whatever the fuck I want to. Fuck this game. How's photo mode? Photo mode's bullshit too. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I mean, it, it, I just don't take the time to do photo mode in most games anymore. The last game that I really did it in was Batman Arkham Asylum or Batman Arkham Knight, Mad Max Fury Road, Spider Man. I did a little bit in Spider Man, not as much as I should have, but I'm way more excited for the next Spider-Man game because I'll definitely do a lot more because not just because it's Miles Morales I think they're going to add some more like stuff to it there's so just more depth to the yeah, whole like just into, into how it's built right I think yeah. there'll be a better photo mode in that but like after seeing you do photo mode and ghosts I'm like <laughs> alright y'all don't understand I can't I can't emphasize me playing ghosts of Tsushima as being a spiritual experience oh, yeah. because it has been and it's like you know i'm playing the game i'm getting the whole like i get to be the warrior samurai that i've always had in me i guess mm. i'm i've just started digging into kurosawa films right before this started like, uh, you have to show me a few well when we do when we do our movie day with you me and joseph nice. i bring you a jimbo okay because it's it's a fucking western or oh, should yeah. i say westerns are samurai movies nice because it came out in like the 60s it's the main get this so ties into D and D. So as you know, I've been playing D and D recently, and my character is a samurai. I was okay. trying Freddie Mercury as a bard, but it just it was fun for the first couple of sessions, but there was no depth of the gotcha. where I wanted something more original. And so, so in D and D, I wanted my character to be a young version of Toshiro Mifume. I'm probably saying that wrong, but he's he's the badass motherfucker in Yojimbo. Okay. He's walking around with the black fucking Ronin robes. He's just strolling in. Like, a lot of the Mandalorian was inspired by So, Yojimbo. I'm glad you're talking about the Mandalorian, because I have, like, a little short story about the Mandalorian soundtrack, but I'll tell you about that after this. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, that's another reason I want you guys to watch it, because if you like the Mandalorian, you're going to love Yojimbo. Yes, I very much enjoy it. And, uh, so, my whole thing is I'm going to be this badass samurai, but then I start writing a backstory for him and all this stuff. Funny thing is... I want him, I pictured him looking like a young version of Toshiro, okay. but what's funny is Jin, or I can't remember the actor's name, but the, the gentleman who plays Jin in Ghost of Tsushima, he looks like a 30-year-old version of fucking Toshiro, and it's amazing. Nice. So I was just like, fuck it. He's just, he's, my character's kind of Jin, but he's not Jin. It's, uh, his name is Katsumoto Imahara. Okay. I named the, uh, Katsumoto is the name of Ken Watanabe's character in The Last Samurai. Yeah. And uh, Imahara is a tribute nod to Grant Imahara well, I, from Mythbusters. This is one of the things I love about... Yeah, rip, 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 rip. Oh my god, rip. Um, this is one of the things I love about playing like single-player video games. Because you get to take all of your own influence. It's, you, it's all you. It's, it's, it's all, all you. You, you do get you don't the story need that's given to you. But it's also you just like, 
oh, this is like, I'm going to like customize my character to look like this, and then I'm going to do this, and like this is kind of like You can roleplay, You can roleplay, yeah, yeah, and it's so much fun. Um, but to and touch photo on, mode is just you amazing. So many pictures. Well, it, I'm I'm t- I have like I have like over a hundred. I, I photos. can see that. And, yeah, you excited. saw that. I, I'm excited. It's like I, I was telling you this earlier. For me, it's like I'm getting my inner cinematographer itch scratched, and it's just. Ah, it's just so good because it's like you can do depth of field, you can change the fucking like you can put the the anamorphic bars on it, yeah. you can, you know, focal length, you can have I mean it's literally like I get to be a filmmaker. There's film filters, there's all these different things. It's it's oh my god. We I should it. do like a contest of like our top five favorite pictures once I start playing it. Oh my god, like, uh, I'm gonna see... I'm gonna beat you. Yeah. Oh fuck you. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it on our Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we can do it on our Twitter and be yeah. like pull, we'll, we'll, like, we'll pull we'll pull it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm so excited for that. Uh, yesterday, I bought a. And if they just say if they say you win, it's fake news. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what is it? So yesterday, I bought a 40 inch TV for my bedroom because I'm still in the process. My bedroom is pretty much done, but I'm still making it the oasis. Uh, and I got it for like 160 dollars. Where'd you get it? I got it from a. I found it on Facebook Marketplace. It was a gentleman who has um, a moving. Not moving. No, he actually runs a business. Uh, excuse me an electronic store business like cell phones fixing cell phones and all that stuff and so I was kind of like I've like been ripped off before like trying to find stuff on the cheap and Mm -hmm. I was going to go on Amazon but I was like I don't want to spend that much money because I don't really care but I also don't want like a small TV screen whatever you need especially how small the fucking text on games is yes and like even though I'm going to be hooking up my 360 to this TV but this TV needs to be smart so I can hook up everything else in my room because my room, everybody, is the Oasis. And it is a smart room with greenery. It is not real. I For those of you that are like, oh, he's... That's Jackson's like, job. That's Jackson's job. <laughs> my roommate literally has like live plants inside the living room. He just bought like this big live one. Um, its name, her name is Mystery or Majesty. Majesty. Maje- Majesty. Majesty. And so that's cool. <laughs> I got faux plants because I, I got shit to do. So, <laughs> so I have all these faux plants. It's pretty cool. I've got shit like hanging off the walls. It's awesome. Tell but, about the pillows. And the pillows, oh my gosh. If y'all have never been to At Home, I'd never heard of At Home until I was hanging out with a friend of mine. And I was um, actually dropping some food off at their house. And then she was like, you need to go to At Home. Because I was like, I'm going to go to Home Goods. And she was like, no, At Home. I literally got lost in At Home for like an hour and a half. I spent like 100 $30. I bought 10 pillows. I bought three different um, greenery little things. And then I think I bought something else. I don't know, but my room looks, it looks great. Dope as shit. Thank you. And so I was like, I need a new TV because I was playing Predator with you one night. My TV fell off because I turned the angle wrong. <laughs> and then the team was like, Go fuck yourself. You can't play this game. <laughs> After we had tried to play for forever, it was so stupid. Uh, so that fell down and I need to get a new one. Got a 40 inch. It's really cool. But on my way there, I was like, I need something to pump me up just in case if like, it feels kind of weird. He's trying to take advantage of me or whatnot. I'm going to fucking play Mandalorian. So like, I like, I had, I'm literally wearing all of this. I had like my beanie on and everything. It's like dry. We are going to
And there goes any sort of hope we have against copyright strikes. That was my mouth. That was my mouth making notes and music. No one can copyright the sounds I make. Suck my dick. But no, I literally just like played that on the way over there because I was like, it's quarantine-ish time still. I'm bartering for like to get this thing cheaper. Like, this is dope. Like, I'm a fucking young man doing my shit, getting what I need for my room. Like, I'm gonna listen to fucking Mandalorian. Take what's pretty yours. Cool. Take what's mine. And like, the dude's really cool. I can cool. bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. What's it gonna be? Because I prefer to bring you in cold. I was gonna, your eyes twitched open. It a did. It, <laughs> I felt that. That was weird. I got really close to that mic. I'm sorry for editing. <laughs> um, but no, it was pretty dope. Uh, so yeah, all that to say is I got to live my little like Western vibe yesterday. You had to go pick up the, the bounty. The bounty. I did. I <laughs> did. And like I cash apped in the money and everything. And I'm like, like he was like, you can check it here, but like it never been open. He said he had a bunch of them in the back. That's cool. They always like, let you check it there. They don't let you yeah, check that shit at Target. Shit like that. Yeah. So um, it's at home. I'm getting the... Uh, the swivel stand should be here before I get home. So you're yeah, gonna, you're gonna go home. You're gonna hook that shit up. You're gonna watch something. Pass the fuck and out. Pass the fuck out. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. Um, but yeah, where are we going from here? Well, actually, you have like um, some. List. I, I have some stuff. Um, so I feel like this is a real small cast episode. I'm so here. The, for this. Well, well, I think I I have a name for the episode. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call it the Way of the Warrior mm-hmm. because we've we've had to walk out. Own paths. Yes. Through this treacherous time. Very true. And discover things about ourselves we did not even know. That is true. But seriously though, like fucking, I'm not. I'm not trying to be that guy with like doing Asia voice or anything like that. It's <laughs> You're like playing Ghost of Tsushima. I feel like that. I get you. You do have to put that disclaimer, but I understand that. Well, uh, when when I play D and D, just to get into the role play, my thing is just with voiceover. I have to, or not, well, not voiceover, but just in general, I have to connect with voices. Mm-hmm. And we're playing over Discord on fucking Roll Twenty, so we're not yeah. seeing each other. So, um, I'm the only one who's doing a voice. So, because <laughs> when I was doing Freddie Mercury, I was just being ostentatious and not oh, yeah. giving a fuck and telling everybody that they need to get fucked. <laughs> but instead, when I switched over to Katsumoto, I decided I'm I'm trying to, I'm honestly like this isn't coming from like again, I'm not just doing Asia voice. Like I am genuinely trying to like imitate Toshiro as well as uh Jin. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those where it's like I'm trying to do it respectfully. I love Jin's voice so fucking much cuz it's like he's got the accent but it's not like, you know, it's not like Big Trouble Little China. <gasps> you know, it's not super fucking racist. It's yeah. like, it, I mean, he's it's, it's an actual Japanese cast. Yeah. And early sort of Asian descent cast. Mm-hmm. And um, his voice is just, he, it's, he reminds me of like Phil Lamar. You know how he does Jack's voice. Yeah. It's like, that's what, to me, that's what Phil is trying to sound like. I, why aren't people pissed off about that? They shouldn't be. They should not be because it's fucking perfect it's and you don't touch it. Don't touch it. I'm sorry. I don't, cut that out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I, like, I, I wasn't I mean? discussed like, at one point. Yeah, like, yeah, like. Well, that's my, that's my big thing is it's just like, you know, Troy Baker said this a while ago. Is it's like when you do voiceover, he's like, look, when I do on camera, I'm limited to who I am. Hmm? 
Why do voiceover? Yeah. I can be Conan the Barbarian. He's like, I'm six two. He's or he's like, I'm six foot and lanky as shit. Mm-hmm. I can't be a you know a brooding Sumerian like bloodbath. Yeah. yeah, you know, but he can do anything. And like my my favorite fucking example is Phil Lamar as fucking Samurai Jack because he's yeah. not doing Asia voice. No. He's doing he's playing. Like, he is playing a character, perfection. and I hear that character, yeah. and I feel that character. It is perfection. But I cannot wait for that game. Me I too. Really what, wait. two weeks, one two week? Uh, no, it comes on the 21st. Today's the 16th, so it's five days. Soon. My favorite Soon. fucking uh, thing uh, from Samurai Jack. Aku. He's like, Hello, I would like to place an order for delivery. I believe I am in the computer. Yes, that's it. I would like a what? Yes. 30 minutes or it is free. Yes. Is that, isn't that where he goes extra thick? Oh. <laughs> extra thick. Wow. Like, the moves that came out of that were so beautiful. Oh my god! Have you and seen the new like, season? Yeah, I've seen it all. I didn't. What he's the fucking therapist for himself, dude. So we're gonna have to do. No, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get Samurai Jack as soon as it comes out. If you have money, if you don't have money, let me know. We'll figure. I was about it to say, out. bitch, I got the series. All right, all right. No, no, I'm saying the video game. Right. We'll play through the video game and talk about it. I might actually try and link up the stuff to stream. Long ago in a distant land, Jeremiah bought a game and went on to Twitch. Boy. Alright, I know what I'm doing this week. I love how it's like you kind of go into Kratos and I just do like a really horrible version of Aku. (laughs) No, I'm not just fun. It's just fun. It's fun. I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my god, this will be actually pretty fun. But yeah, I just I just love voices, and that's a, yeah. that's a perfect that's example a perfect, to me yeah, of like yeah. a character like that. I I don't I don't think I don't think of Phil Lamar doing that voice. I hear Jack. Jack. It's yeah. just Jack. Yeah. And so, like I said, with with um, with Jen, he is Jack. Nice. And then the fact that I get to play as a white robed fucking samurai just makes it so much nice. better. Oh but yeah, God. no, it, it's it's so like my thing with D and D is it's like I have to engage by doing a voice, mm. and so like what I'm trying to just do an imitation. Well, yeah, I'm just, that, basically I'm Greg Baldwin. I'm going Greg Baldwin with that. I'm, like, I'm not I'm not Mako, but I'm trying to emphasize. Yeah, Mako you're, you're, you're Mako. enjoying the. It's fucking D and D. Yeah, like, go out loud. Like that's if I play D. Wow, I can't speak. If I play D and D, I'm legit gonna be like doing voices and shit. I am actually about to begin the process of scrapbooking. Scrapbooking's um, cool. Yeah, so I just don't know how I'm going to do it. If I'm going to do a scrapbook for just the summer, because for those that are listening... Your summer series. I'm doing a summer series, like a photo summer series, um, and I don't know if I want to do just that, or if I want to start from, like, childhood and just kind of do, like, my life in general. I'm probably going to fall down and wait to do that later. They'll do the whole life stuff later. Probably do the summer after first. I got married. Yeah. And then just do the summer. I'll do the summer. I'll do that. Because I have the book I got off Amazon for like $12. And it's like leather. I want to get like, I want to burn some leather in, or burn some words into it or something. Burn or what you do is you get these like little like, I think they're called dyes. Although mm-hmm. it makes no sense to me why they're called dyes. We had them at Boy Scouts because we had this like thing when I went to summer camp mm-hmm. where we had like a little thing of leather. And they're essentially like stamps, but they're metal. And what you do is you, you wet the leather you put the stamp on and you hit it with a hammer a couple of times oh. and it presses into oh. the leather. Oh, that's perfect. I'm going to do that. That's easy. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I do. Shit. I love that because it's funny you say scrapbooking because 
what I'm planning to do after I beat Ghost of Tsushima is I'm going to compile all my photos and nice. get them printed and put in a little album. Hell yeah. Just like, this is my samurai journey. I think what I'm going to do with the summer series, I'm also going to put some of the pictures on Facebook. Or not Facebook. God, no, not Facebook. Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. Because I have like an extra account that I unfollowed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm only going to post like specific pictures and like have certain people uh-huh. allowed to follow, allow them to follow it. But then people are like, that doesn't make sense for you. Why would you have Instagram for that? And it's like, you should just open up to everybody. It's like, fuck you, this is my life. I do what the fuck I want to. Speaking of that, so we haven't talked about gratitude yet. That's intentional. Have we not? No. We haven't. What you asked? What was the first question I, you asked? I did ask you about but then I asked you where you at. You asked where I was at, yeah. That's so, a, what I want to do I is... I see you, motherfucker. I'm going to retool um, gratitude a little mm-hmm. bit from here on out. Okay. Because I want this to kind of... I want to bake in more of the kind of... I want, I want our audience to know, because especially with like last time with how much space there was between the la- when we recorded the last episode and when we posted it, yeah. I want people to know where we're at. Yeah. You know, we don't have to give them our goddamn social security numbers, but you know, <laughs> I want them to know where we're at at the time and, and con- because I think it's all about context with everything. Yeah, and absolutely. If the more you have going in, the more understanding you have, the better you can appreciate whatever's presented to you. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is... Damn, that's nice. I like that. Thank you. That, that's just something that came out of my face hole. <laughs> but um, there's, this, there's, this, uh, there's this YouTuber I've, I'm, uh, that has actually kind of helped me kind of encourage myself to get back uh, in my art game. Um, so his name's uh, uh, Strathless. Okay. He's another Australian artist, as if Jazza doesn't fucking consume most of my life as it is. Nice. But yeah, he uh, he had a couple really good motivational videos that really stuck with me the other night because I was just at this low, low point of like, I want to burn all my sketchbooks, oh, sell shit. all my art supplies, bury it. Damn. The bat is dead. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad I didn't either, <laughs> but I I really wanted to. Like you were I, ready with you were done with it. I was I was like I'm not, I'm I was like Batman branding people, bitch. Yeah, like, I was like done. You were full Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um. Anyway, he had these, like, questions that he kind of asked himself, or the, these recommendations, these lessons and recommendations he had for himself when he started 2020. Of course, this is pre-COVID. Yeah. And I feel like, in terms of, like, lessons, we've been talking about the lessons and shit that mm-hmm. we've learned, and I think that's just kind of something that needs to be inherent with yeah. what we're doing. But what I want to do is, from here on out, with gratitude, I want us to just be like, well, I'm grateful for having friends. You know, that kind of stuff. I want us to actually, like, really get a little bit more specific with it. Like, what we're gra- grateful for, but it's like, what's a video we watched this week that we mm. connected with? Mm. What's a book we read or are reading that we're, you know, where, where are we reading right now? Um, so let me just narrow it down. Mm. So this is why I want, I want to know from you. What's a video you watched mm. this week that you enjoyed, that you got something out of? Is there an album you're listening to? What podcast are you listening to? And that doesn't necessarily have to be a blanket term of what podcast you can be specific yeah, with yeah, your yeah. episode, which I'm going to be. Okay. Um, what's a movie you watched? Um, what happened? What happened on YouTube is Mac McMuscle, Matt McMuscles does what happened where he goes through the game development phases of video games and like how they got fucked up. Um, and that's... The last one that I just watched was about some random video game series, but just watching that just gave me a piece of like, as much as I hate Star Wars right now, it's not as terrible as this game, so <laughs> <laughs> I can keep going and I can finish this. Um, music, I'm actually listening to, uh, I found this guy from, I have a two out of two summer 2020 playlist, mm-hmm. and there's not, or this like part two of two summer 2020 playlist 
and there's no part one. Uh-huh. I'm just like, that's how I do stuff. I make playlists for everything. And you and I were actually talking about it. Mm-hmm. But there's this guy, Toro Waimoi, uh, and he has a song, Blessa, that's in Letterkenny. But I've been listening to the rest of his music because it's pretty cool. Um, and one specific song, One Last Time. Sorry, I'm on like a whole row. No, 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 uh, go for it. One go Last for it. Time from Hamilton has been pretty good. That's where George Washington is leaving and passing away, I think, too. I need to watch the show again, but there's this whole section where he sees, he says, um, I want to send under my own, I want to send under my own vine and fig tree, a moment alone in the shade, at home in this country we've made. I want to, something, fuck it. But it's that, that's like, it's basically <laughs> yeah. like, I've done a lot of shit, y'all. I'm like, ready to just fucking have a good time and like, chill the fuck out. Um... And that's really been something that has, like, stuck with me. And I generally get teary-eyed and cried um, when I would listen to it a bunch. Um, that's music. That's video. Well, that I'm going to say movie for last. Okay. There's another one before movie. Well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of jump off a few of those and we'll go back to movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as far as uh, podcasts, mm-hmm. um, just a fun... Just a fun episode I listened to recently was Joe Rogan had Rob Lowe on. Oh, I didn't watch Rob Rob Lowe is fucking cool. He is cool as shit. I listened to like a... And he's so super humble. He is. He wasn't always like that, apparently. Like, he had to go through a lot of shit to get to where he And he owns to that. Yeah, he does. He even even brings up his, like, worst moment ever. Like, at the Oscars in 1985. No, I didn't hear him talk about that. Oh, Oh, my God. He's like... Because Joe Rogan's talking about bombing on stage and how it's the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, well, you couldn't have bombed worse than I've done. He's like, yeah. what are you talking about? He's like, the 1985 Oscars. And then they pulled up a clip. They had to like, they had to pause the podcast and then come back to it afterwards because oh, copyright. But I watched the clip. It was awful. We're going to watch that before I leave. I No, you can watch it. I'm not watching that <laughs> shit again. <laughs> Damn, is it that bad? It's just cringy as fuck. Oh, God. But uh, yeah, I was just... The fact that he was very like open and yeah. honest about the really and he just sounds like a cool See, guy <laughs> I didn't talk to him until I never knew anything about him until he was on um, Barks Recreation and that's where I'm I knew he was on like West Wing and shit see I didn't know any of that because I didn't, never watched any of those shows but my mom told me West like, Wing a little is about all that stuff I hear it's pretty good I don't know if I've watched it but I hear it's pretty good I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I want to watch a few more episodes before I truly recommend it but yeah. I love Newsroom because Aaron Sorkin wrote that um, that was really the podcast I listened to this week, but nice. oh, the video was, um, I listened to, or I, I watched, uh, Strathless's video on the best drawing advice he ever got. And basically this artist he worked under for a period of time, he was having severe art block and he mentioned to him that, you know, what was going on. Mm-hmm. He's like, how can I be as good as you? He's like. The thing is, you're going all you, you bounce around and you do all these different things. He's like, you should try focusing on one thing. Draw one thing, the same thing once a day, every day for a year. Oh wow! It doesn't have, you know you don't have yeah. to like make the fucking Mona Lisa every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It's like, mind. and he started drawing this bird, and it's like this bird that was native in Australia or whatever. This like it, it, I forget what it's called, but it's like um, it's this bird or whatever. And he got bored. He's like, and as you can imagine, I got really bored of drawing the fucking bird very quickly. But then he's like, you know, then I started making cartoons out of them started mm-hmm. putting captions started making commentary about them nice. and he's like then it became fun and he's like you know it was cool because the whole point was it's like the the artist told him it's like you're laying one brick in a foundation of a bunch of different buildings that you're not building yeah instead of like trying to be good at 50 different things try to be awesome at one thing mm-hmm. and you know that's not to say it's like you know 
only draw birds for the rest of your life. But, right. you know, it, it, I like the idea with that, and I think when I get back on the horse, I'm going to try that. Nice. Um, okay. As far as music goes, I don't really... There's not an album I've been listening to specifically, but I've been making a playlist for me for 2020. Nice. And what I'm trying to do is capture the entire... I'm pulling a U. I'm Hell taking... Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to capture the entire emotional experience for me, what this year has been like from and start so to for, finish. For the audience that's listening, what I do is um, I have a life playlist. And so there's specific years looking back on when I first started doing it. Um, I take at least two songs that were very prominent in a month and I put them on a list. So January through December, there's 24 songs. Um, and I've been doing that since 2016. I haven't kept up with it. So there are some months that are blank. Um, but after like a couple months, I will go back and be like, Oh, I know for sure I was listening to this song. And then because of Google play, I can go back and look at my music history and what are like the most song, like the most played song that had, when I, as I'm looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, I know why I was listening to this song. This is what I was going through. That's so what movie uh, have you watched recently? Well, because I'm gonna I'm gonna say two because yeah. I watched one that has been still stuck in my mind since then. And then we watched something yesterday. So the thing we watched yesterday is Captain America: Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, fuck. Because with all the shit going on, yeah. like po- politically and everything, Captain America's speech. That he makes, like, you know, when he when they infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. And he's basically like, look, Hydra's here. Everybody who's been telling you shit is lying. They're yeah. working for Hydra. You know, the price of freedom is high, but I'm willing to pay. And if I'm the only one who's willing to do so, so be it. Yeah. And just that speech and just, like, how you see, like, it's, like, I feel like it's a great metaphor for, like, everything we're going through as a nation right now. Mm. Between, like, everybody's so divided with yeah. things. And it's just, like, you know, but you stand by your convictions. Yes. And also just, like... I love that World War II suit. I've got the Hot Toys figure in here. Ashley go. gave that to me. That was well, that was our first Christmas together. Aww. I think our first Christmas together. Second Christmas, actually. But She surprised me the fuck out of that. And I'm like, well, I, I'm screwed. Yeah. Uh, because I, <laughs> I don't think I was... I didn't have anything nearly as good. But it was just something where... Seeing him in that World War II suit, it's like, it's like where are you going? I gotta suit up. Or, or he's like, you better suit up. Where are you going? I gotta have a uniform. And he shows up with yeah, that shit. Yeah. And I just... I want a Marvel Legends figure of that. Yeah, show. I'm surprised they don't have one. Of that. They made a crappy one back when they like the all movie the, first like, came out. To be early honest, ones. all the Captain America like movie, like the Captain America movie figures are not that from great. the first one, from the first and the second one. Like if they, I got if the they were Captain, it wasn't that good. I, I have the three and three quarter Cap. That's fine. Well, I'm talking about like the six inch. Those right. Are, like, they, they had a six. Th- they that was did, when they were first figuring. Yeah, out they never really did good with those. And I'm kind of sad. Like they did really good with. Um, I've got the the Endgame one. Endgame one's amazing. But yeah. I wish they had done that sooner. Like I wish they had that quality sooner for like the Captain America stuff. Because like the Bucky yeah. figure is pretty decent. And it's better than the cap figures, but like even the bucket figures to me are not as. It was before they had that face quality. printing too. Yeah. Because so I saw they when Infinity War came out, they had a two pack with Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. which is funny because now they have a TV show. Yeah. But um, it was a face print on Bucky, and it looked great. Nice. And um, you know he doesn't have his fucking like my chemical romance fine. eye yeah, makeup. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I just like I said that World War Two suit's my favorite. If I ever do a Captain America costume, I have actually. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure. I did. Good. I did like when he saves the POWs because yes, that's the only I'm one saying, I could compile. Sure yeah. I would do that one or his like strike suit that he has in Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Or Endgame, just so I could just have the shit Fuck kicked yeah. at me and walk around with Mjolnir. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was just fun because Ashley hadn't watched it, I don't think, since it came out. And I just, I wanted to watch it because I was so mad at, like, the world right now mm. and, like, society and our government and shit. Yeah. And then hearing Captain America just kind of being like, just stick to who you are. 
And the movie that's been sticking with me since I watched it last week was Rashomon, which is another Akira Kurosawa film. Okay. It's like his version of a whodunit. Ooh, nice. It's fucked. Whodunit. Well, let me tell you. you it, tell it, me. It, like, let me read the IMDb synopsis. Yeah, I'm saying, read me the IMDb. Like, don't tell me, because I feel like I'm going to go on a kick with you to watch all these movies. All the Kurosawa stuff? Yeah, because you keep naming yeah. this dude, and I'm like, I've never seen any of this. Get this, on fucking Ghost of Tsushima, there's a Kurosawa mode. This, it's black and white, what? it's a vintage filter, and they speak Japanese with English subtitles. Why are you not playing that? Because I don't want to read shit. Wow. I, well, listen. Fucking pussy. Listen, I re- I've been... Um, I've, 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 all you can do with the Kurosawa films is watch them um, subtitled. Okay. I can do that. It's the same reason I don't watch dubs with, or I, I try not to do subtitles with animes unless mm. the dub's awful. Yeah. Um, is because my ADD and everything. Gotcha. I can't. I can do a movie. Mm. I can't do a series, and I damn well can't do a game. Yeah. That's not to say I may not try it at some point. If I know the because... if I know the story, I'm just gonna watch. See, so, yeah, you should play the game yeah. through and then do it again, just so you can just like just play the game as your own role play thing, and then when you hear them talking. Don't even turn on the subtitles. You just be like, "Oh, this is what they're saying." That way, it's I know, like, just I know I have. Yeah, to understand it's more it. like your own thing for you. Yeah, that's how I would do it. Well, here's the synopsis of Rashomon, and to my knowledge, it's Kurosawa's shortest film. It's a hour and twenty eight minutes. Come on. The rape of a bride and the murder of her samurai husband are recalled from the perspectives of a bandit, the bride, the samurai's ghost, and a woodcutter. The samurai, his ghost himself. I'm not see. I'm gonna leave that ambiguous because I read that synopsis. I'm like, what is? It, are we about to see some Obi Wan Kenobi? Yeah. Bullshit? And well, this um, bitch that killed me. <laughs> and it, the, the way they do it's unsettling as fuck. Okay. But it's it's so fucking good. And uh, Toshiro uh, is in it, nice. and he's fucking amazing. And it's it's cool because in in Yojimbo he plays like you know he plays kind of that Clint Eastwood character. I mean, okay, A Fistful of Dollars yes. is a remake of Yojimbo. Okay, okay, because I've seen because it's Fistful of Dollars for a few dollars a few more, more and the Good Bad and the Good Bad. Yeah, the first one is a straight up remake. I'm glad of, you know that because yeah. a lot of people don't know that the Good Bad and the Ugly is the is the end of a trilogy. Yeah, like the Sergio like, Leone trilogy. Stupid people. Well. People be ignorant. They don't want to watch fucking movies from the 60s. I didn't watch that. So what movie did you watch? So I watched Alita Battle Angel because I couldn't watch Project Power and I was so excited to watch Project Power. The Jamie Foxx movie? No. No. I love Jamie Foxx. It is the Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Thank you. The Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. I just saw a picture of Jamie Foxx in it. Yeah. No, it's like, it is Jamie Foxx, but like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's back. I'm so excited. I literally Has he not been acting for a while? He's still been acting, but like, not in like, Hollywood stuff. Oh, okay. Because he's been running hit record, as far as I understand. I used to be like, really into him, and understand like, all the stuff that he's doing. Oh, you're into him. Not like that. (laughs) But I really, I've seen almost every single movie he's done. When I saw Brick, I was like, this is amazing. Um... And so to see him on screen again is, like, really, really cool. I will say the side character, love interest kid for in Alita. Battle, uh, Battle Angel. In Battle Angel. He yeah. reminds me of a younger version of Joseph Gordon. I can see that. Like, I can see it. Hugo. Hardcore. Yeah, yeah Hugo. So, um, let me give you no non-spoilers general idea of the movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was kind of pissed off that it got made, though, because I feel like it it's not going to be able to get a sequel, and I feel like it was done in a very, very good way, and there were so many, like, doors left open, and not in a just, like, we just left them open. It was like, no, they were like, it was... We've open. got a trilogy We planned. got We could do a trilogy if necessary, 
but we gave you a story that was contained within this. If we can come back to it, we can come back to it. If not, and you're that. sad we can't go back. And I'm sad we can't go back. Right. It's so fucking cool. Like, it's awesome. I thought you were going to hate it. <laughs> no, Olivia is badass as shit. She's she, fucking amazing. Okay, that came out the same time Captain Marvel came out, and everybody's like, female hero. I'm like, oh, this. Yeah, like that, Alita yeah, is Alita the fucking... Is, she's on the back of my goddamn like, phone. Alita is, like, fucking amazing. Fuck Captain Marvel. <laughs> like, she's awesome as shit. Uh, there was a few things that happened with... But, like, there's a few things that happened that was kind of like, oh, yeah, this I'm, is, like, sorry. some cheesy, like, 2000s movie stuff, but it was, like, the lovey type stuff, and I was like... I thought it was it sweet. It was sweet, because they're teenagers. Like, yeah. And I was like, okay, they're teenagers, whatever. Christoph Waltz is amazing. It, it was always amazing. I feel like there was some more, like, depth within character that we could have got from him and the wife. What they did to the wife was fucked up. Right? Bro. Okay. That movie... So that's like, not in the books. Okay. That movie sometimes went, like, way, like, oh, we're PG-13, bitch, you thought, and it's like, oh, no, uh, it, the, the they, book, oh, the book is a, or the books are a hard R. Really? A very, very, very God hard damn. R. God and damn. the fact that they were able to still be true to it and get a PG-13 astounds me. I think it's because James Cameron has some pull. Yeah, like, that was, it was a very, And very Robert rude. Rodriguez made it, and that makes and, me yeah, so And Robert Rodriguez, like, uh, I... I would like him to come back and do some more films. I don't know why he's I doing an back. episode of Mandalorian. Is he really? Fuck right. Yes. Oh my god, that's exciting. So it, it's it, it was very well done. It, I didn't know anything about the story going into it, so it was nice to just like just be exposed to it. I kind of want to read it, but I should I? They're not going to make a sequel. Should I just go ahead and read everything? Or should I just, if I go read I can it, tell should you I make stuff. the separation between like... You have to have a separation. Okay. Because I'll, because I'll, I want to know more yeah. about the war. I want to know about the war. I want to know about all that stuff. See, um, that was really fun. Uh, I felt like I was kind of watching Alter Carbon a little bit. I so, felt like I was watching a little bit of Alter Carbon and all this stuff was going on. If you could, on yes. the bottom shelf, hand me the Alita book. It's the red, the red paperback on its side. It's thick. Super, super thick. There you go. Extra thick. Extra thick. So, what Jeremiah just handed me is Alita, The Last Order, which, thank you, this conversation might actually rekindle me to start reading this again. Okay. I've read the entire original series. Okay. I hate the fucking ending. Okay. I hate the fucking ending. Not because it's bad, but he, basically, there is, like, an afterword that kind of ties up the story, but the thing is, it's like, I get the vibe that, um, Kishiro had to just kind of end it. Mm-hmm. And he kind of ends it with, like, a, fuck you! Uh, but it's not like a... It's one of those things you just have to read to understand it, but it's one of those, like, she finally defeats the fucking villain. Okay. The big, big, big villain. Yeah. And then there's just this fuck you moment, and it's just like, can this just... I wanted it to be fucking over by then. It kind of sounds but, like Why the Last Man, because Why the Last Man was pretty great. I, I need to like read the last that. couple comics. But what's like, cool what is, he wrote, he wrote one ending... He himself did not actually like that ending all that much, so he went back and did The Last Order, which is the sequel series, which I believe either just ended recently or is still going. Oh, that's not all of it? This is where the war stuff comes in. It's not even in the original series. It's this. What? Yes. So the fact that, like, the fact, so, like, let me just, let me me paint a picture for you. It's like, because I was, like, assuming that we're going to go back and get more memories and, like, understand all that stuff, and I'm just like, what? 
And I know I'm talking super vague for the audience, but you should definitely just spoilers. Sit down and watch spoilers from this part forward. From this part forward, it's spoilers. But you need to watch this. Like even with the spoilers, you're still kind of like, what the fuck? You going need on? to see this. Like even knowing what's happening, you need to watch this movie. I'm not gonna tell you it's gonna change your fucking life or anything. But no, it's like, but it'll be. A, let me paint a picture for you. For yeah. So, February of 2019. I have been waiting for this movie since I was in high school. Okay. I, re- I remember I had just seen Avatar. I you know I'm I've been a big James Cameron nut for yeah. like as long as I can remember. I've seen Avatar. I still adore that movie. I want those goddamn sequels, but they keep getting delayed. Fuck you, COVID. Mm-hmm. But um, so the whole thing was this was his dream project was to make Alita. Really? Yes. He because Guillermo del Toro gave him the comic sometime in like the late '90s, early 2000s. He's like, I want to make a fucking movie about this. Yeah. He wrote a script. He did a treatment. He has a shit ton of concept artwork made nice. about this. Like a light a light storm. His fucking production company was going to make it. And it came to a point with technology where he, because he's like, he couldn't do that and he couldn't do Avatar at the time he wanted to do it. Right. But then the time came to make Avatar and it was just like, he had a choice between making Avatar or making Alita. Mm -hmm. And he chose to make Avatar because it's just an original idea and he wanted to push the envelope more. What's good about it is all the technological developments from Avatar helped make make Alita. Because Alita looks like, you can definitely tell, it's I felt like I was watching... Speed Racer, the movie, mm-hmm. and I love it, but the Speed Racer used hella CGI, and it was, like, early 2000s CGI to, like, that extent, where it was, yeah. like, the entire goddamn background CGI and all that shit. It's, like, it's watchable. I always tell people watch the first seven minutes of it. I felt like I was watching Speed Racer without all the cheesy green screen and shit, because you can definitely tell it's almost shot the same way. But they use so it's many... much better it's done. so much better. Light years better. <laughs> light years better. Like you can just ask Joseph, because he's seen Alita, and mm-hmm. I have him watching Speed Racer, and he's not been able to finish it yet, because it's so... Ugh. <laughs> like, Dude, I just wanted you to watch the first seven minutes, because it makes me cry. The first seven minutes of Speed Racer, the movie, are amazing. After that, you don't have to watch it. But it still gets some good shit. Ugh. What's cool with Alita is... Because I know a lot of people poke... It's like uncanny valley and all. It's like she's got it's giant like, eyes. I mean, yeah. I mean, I get. She's not supposed to be human. Yeah, she's a robot. You get that, and like, but that's the cool thing. Is she's that behind it's, you on it's the blurred. Hey, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like she's blurred. Like it's it's blurred. Like she. It's is supposed very to be human, but she is not human at the same time. And Robert Rodriguez fought for her to have the big eyes. Really? I'm glad he yes. did. Like that was cool. Like that's it was it, weird. Th- that but is it the was, best. American-made manga adaptation I've you ever seen. Get comfortable with it, you know what I mean. And it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like oh, this is creepy. It was just like this is different. And then it's just like you accept it at that point. Yeah. Well, you when you get to know her and get to see her and how like innocent but strong she mm-hmm. is, and like mm-hmm. how she adapts and grows throughout mm-hmm. the movie, it's just like you just can't not love her yeah. by the end of the fucking movie. Yeah. And like like I said and before, like, I love Hugo, but fuck Hugo. Like I love Hugo, but like fuck yeah, Hugo, dude. That's like, that's kind of how it is in the book. I, is it, he, he's he's a little bit younger in the book. Um, Damn, that's even the, worse. Well, they, they both are, oh, but because um, they're both like they're probably both like eighteen in the movie. Okay, um, well, I thought they were like fifteen, sixteen. It was really hard be, to between tell. between sixteen and eighteen. Okay. I say eighteen. Yeah. Um, just because. They just carried themselves a little bit differently than a yeah. 16-year-old would. In the book, it's definitely more 16-year-old, I think. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, what they essentially adapted in the movie was, like, roughly the first... I'm going off the omnibuses I have. I don't know the actual volume numbers in terms okay. of, like, the, how it was originally written. But um, it, it, it's, like, I think the first two or three of the omnibus, mm-hmm. they make changes. But this is what I saw it as, is it's kind of like... Um, 
how have you read a player one versus the book, which fuck the book. I hate the book. Mm. I don't hate the book, but I, I don't, I hate, I have the movies. Better. You'd rather watch the movie. It, the, yeah. It's just better. It's, yeah. it's the same thing with Jurassic Park. I think the book's great, but, and there's some stuff in the book I wish was in the movie, mm. but I think Spielberg made a lot of smart choices with that. What I feel with Alita and what James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez ended up doing was they, they read all the original run of Alita mm-hmm. and obviously they read this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, they're like, okay, this is bef- this is pre MCU. Yeah, like he Cameron was prepping this in like two thousand. Oh wow! So it's like that's back when you're lucky if you did three. Yeah, it was always three was the if you're gonna do a series you do three, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like what they did was they took an honest to god look at the source material and they're like, how can we compress this and make this a trilogy mm-hmm. while it where it still feels and carries the essence and spirit of the original source material, but it functions as its own thing. I think that's the smartest thing they did. That's what Netflix keeps thinking they're fucking doing with all yeah, this shit, they're and they're not, not they're because they're just like, it's its own thing. It's like, but the thing with Alita is, and I have literally, I just finished all the original manga the night before I saw it. Nice, nice. And, um, and I made that mission. I'm like, I'm going to read all of this before I see it. And let me tell you something. I go into that theater. I'm like, I'm going to cry, shit. <laughs> I, I go into that theater. I heard it was getting mixed reviews. I'm mm. like, I'm still here for it. It's Robert Rodriguez and James Cameron ta- tackling a story that I've loved. Yeah. And the lights go out. The opening with Ido finding Alita in the yeah. scrapyard. It is, I'll, I'll show you before you leave. It, they pulled a Zack Snyder with like Watchmen, how he literally did panels. I was wondering if they did panel by panel. Dude, they did. To an extent. Not, 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 Rodriguez, not, here's the thing. Rodriguez, like, and, and not, this isn't a, a jab at Snyder, because Snyder, like, Snyder's smart in that he takes iconic frames, mm-hmm. but then he'll do his own little spin-off. Like, I love the Dark Knight Returns not in Batman v Superman, because okay. it's like, it's not Batman jumping and doing like a pose and the lightning strikes behind him. He's like grappling to one building, he swings out, and the lightning bolt strikes behind him, and he's clear. It's clearly Dark Knight Returns, right. and then he swings away as Doomsday is blasting on him. Yeah. It's like it's like he makes it work. He brings yeah. in the visual language. Yeah. What I think Robert Rodriguez did is it's like he knew the moments when to do it, mm-hmm. but then he understood like the filmmaker part of his brain kicked in. It's like he's a stylistic guy. Have you seen Desperado? I've seen. It's the fucking shit. Which one's that one? Yes, it's with him. it's um, Antonio Banderas. Yes, it's the one. And before- Salma Hayek. Before the one with Johnny Depp. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Because isn't Desperado's so, just him and Selma and yes. Danny Trejo? What's and, the second one? The, the first one's El Mariachi. Which El Mariachi, is not, Desperado. Desperado's then, kind of it's kind of like an Evil Dead Two kind of thing. It's yeah. sort of a pseudo remake of the original. Right. It was a pseudo remake of the original. And then what was the Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Once Upon a Fucking Time in Mexico. God damn. I forgot Mickey Burke was in that movie. It is so fucking good. I need. But you've seen Desperado movie. though, I have, right? I've seen yeah. all of them. Because the first one... I, I have my Mexico trilogy. I don't know dude, where it is, but I, I got the... I need that shit on Blu-ray because I remember my mom talking about it. And, like, the first your one mom, was the credit card. Your mom shows you your fucking the Mexico about, trilogy? He was like, um, I was reading an interview or something. He was like, all I had was a credit card and a pet turtle. Because in the first one... Have you read his book? No, I haven't. Rebel so, Without a Crew? No. It That's must, my Bible. Okay, sweet. I need to read that then. I oh, my that. God. I, I gave that, I gave that to Alec when we, were, when we were on Live By Night. Okay, nice. Sweet. Yeah, because I just remember him talking about I had a turtle and I had a credit card. 
And he subjected himself to medical like experiments to oh, get the you, money to make yeah, El Mariachi. Oh it's fucking amazing. El Mariachi's a good movie too. I need to go back and watch those. Fucking. We need to just take a weekend yeah, to do we, the yeah, Mexico. We need. Oh my god, that's but, so good. But okay. Rodriguez, you know, he has a stylistic eye. He's like yes. Zack Snyder, but I feel like he's like the DIY Zack Snyder. Yes, he is. And, very and much it's so. one of those things. But and, and he has like the the story eye too. And he he's it's he edits his own shit. I don't think he edited Alita, but mm. it's like he typically shoots cuts and scores all of his own stuff while he also directs it. So nice. he he's just a Swiss Army man of fucking filmmaking. But what was cool was he threaded everything together. We get those iconic shots and those iconic images but he threads it all together and what i got was this would like i watched that movie it's like not every single thing is lifted from the comic they do take some liberties the big dude mm. um he's kind of an original take on a character that's in the book okay he's different from the character that's in the book but very similar to the character he's he, okay in the movie you know how he's like the lackey for uh fucking uh, uh ali yeah. or, 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 or god damn what's this character's name I don't know his character. Vector. I just know Nova goes inside Vector all the time. I can't wait to get to Nova. (laughs) So we're unpacking Alita right now. But, um... So, he's the lackey to Vector. Yeah. It's not quite that... It's not that quite that straightforward, structured way in the book. Vector's kind of there... That dude's kind of there. Alita's playing motorball. It's all these, like, different things. It's anime. It's an anime. It's literally an anime. Where, like, where this is just a more structured version yes. of it, which I'm fine with. Yes. And the thing is, I can I felt the moment that opening scene starts, and he, like, the shot, like, you know, he's in the scrapyard, you see the shots of Zalem, he picks up Alita, and then, it, like, it, the camera flies out, and the title comes in or whatever. I got a lump in my throat because I'm like, Someone, the people who made this love this. Yeah, they took the and time. And they cherished this. They took the time. To... And everything about the daughter thing with yeah. his daughter being Alita, that's, if I'm recalling correctly, don't quote me, listeners, because it's been over a year since I read the books. Yeah. And I need to get back on uh, The Last Order. I said Fallen Order because of you. But, um, <laughs> but um, he doesn't have a daughter in the book. And, oh, him, really? and him and the him and the doctor are not married. Really, okay. that was a choice for the I movie. Like I think that. it makes sense. It makes I sense for the movie. I wish there was more, and that makes sense why it didn't feel like they were actually a couple at one point because it felt like they're more employees than they were ever a couple, and there was never that real connection. And so that that's I think why. they I think they had plans with to explore that more. Yeah, I wish they explored that um, more because it was a really good plot line. I really liked it. I wanted it to was tell unnecessary. You. I mean, but not it wasn't unnecessary. It was, it was leading to something we never got to see. Yeah. Yeah. Although I loved her character arc in the sense that she's very cold and like withdrawn and everything and then at the end she's like I forgot, you know, I forgot what it was like to be, to a, be a mother. That like yeah. yeah. That was like I was like she's like I am a mother and I was like you're right though. And what was it? That Another was fucked up. In a good way, like oh my god, Jesus! How cool was Motorball? Motorball is fucking intense. I want a video game of Motorball. Like, they Motorball? tried to make one. Did they really? Yeah, this this is like like fifteen years ago. They tried. Okay, to. watching Motorball made me think of Speed Racer the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, but like just the super super movie. super intense. Like, have you ever seen like no. the Speed Racer movie? No. Bro, you need to watch the Speed Racer movie because it's like Motorball, but it's racing. It's and they're trying to kill each other. It's fucking wild. It's intense. I'm just, I'm just so happy that and okay so I'm trying to decide what I want okay my favorite addition to the movie yes at the end when she goes after fucking uh Vector and 
Ido gives her his kind of blessing with everything, and she says, "Thank you, Father." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that shit made too. me cry that shit was good. because oh in the book I never got that moment. Really? No. What? She like, I won't tell you everything, but it's like, there's that connection. Mm. But it's like it's never, and maybe it's just a translation thing because I'm reading. I'm reading the um, who's doing it? Uh, the uh, Cod, Cod, Kodansha Comics okay. translation of it, which is the official like American translation. Gotcha. But uh, also James Cameron's quotes on the back. But um, it's uh, it just never like they have this close relationship. She fights for him. She has to go after him at some point. It's really fucking sad. Mm-hmm. But there's never that payoff moment. And one thing. I loved, and I even include. I forgot to mention, I included a scene from Alita in I my dad's video. Yeah. yeah, I kind of remember that. It's it's after in the movie for context. It's after she gets the berserker body, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, Ido finally concedes and to save her, and he puts her into the, the berserker body, and she does all her like little like, yeah. hey, look, I got upgraded shit, hey. and then she comes and lays lays down. She lays, puts her head on him, and he just says, "Now you know who you are." Yes, and just the the how. Christoph Waltz, how fatherly mm-hmm. he played he Edo. He is such a very... He can play an evil son of a bitch, he, yes. and then I want to just hug him. Hug him and love yeah. him. Be my dad. Like, oh my god. Because that's the thing with Django, is it's like, everybody's like, he, like Django's second fiddle to this guy. It's like, it's his dad. It's his dad, yeah. It's his dad, and that's it's, what I connected yeah. with. It's not a race... I mean, okay, yeah, there is a race I mean, there is a race like, too, but at the same time, I he think He loved him, and he loved him, yeah, and Django loved him too. Broke the racial existence of that and i think that's one of the great things that quentin was able to bring to the to that those characters dynamic was it was a very real racial thing but it broke that down it was just like the relationship between these two men having this mentor that was a very real father figure and someone that cared about this man to the point of giving his life to help you save this woman that you love i couldn't resist like and, and like, I love I love when Django goes and gets his gear and everything towards the end, mm-hmm. and he sees like Schultz is laying there, yeah. and he just puts his hand on him and says, "A beat his name. Yeah, I just shit. Damn, you know, I that, can't that was watch Django again because it's so intense. Like, I can. It's a good movie. It's such a good movie. I have to watch clips. It's, yeah, <laughs> I can't watch the whole thing. It's just clips, bro. Just clips, but bro. I love when I love when it's like the flashback at the very end where it's like the do 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 do. It's like right before. Yes. It's either right before, or right after he blows up Candyland, mm. and it flashes back to him or Schultz training him how to shoot. Yeah. And he's just like, you know what? They're going to call you the fastest gun in the South, mm. and just that I just love that because it's like I I saw that as that's Django. He he got his woman back. Yeah. He. Kick those racist pieces of fucking filth's ass. He yeah. burned them to the ground. Yeah. And, you know, and I like to think that that's his memory of Schultz. is not the horrid thing that happened in Candyland, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's like, he, he, it's like my dad showed me how to do this. How to do this, yeah. No, for sure. I definitely get that. But just like, again, how, how fatherly he played Alita. I love when, like, when she's going to go play motorball for the first time, like, really professionally or whatever. Yeah. And he's made her the little, like... The little rollerblades, roller and, stuff, yeah. and he and sh- and just he's just like you wear these pads, <laughs> and just like he's so goddamn sweet. His, his accent is amazing. What uh, what I love is like when in that scene, and then it's like you know he's telling her to put the pads on. He's like I can't fix this body, you know, and all this stuff. And he, and he he can't he, she he can't pull away and just yeah. let her go. And, and her his assistant has to be like, no, come on, you need to go. And he kisses her on the cheek. He's like, I'll be in the stands. 
I'll be, and you come right back here afterwards. <laughs> it was just, it was so sweet. And I just, um, and th- there's a big moment in the comics, and they do kind of do it in the movie, where um, she's like, I'm not your daughter. Mm. And um, she says that without the context of like, I think a daughter being in the mix for if if the daughter was in the comics, I forgot. Damn. But but you know it's like uh, it, I just really like that they made that such a focus, and I could tell like Rodriguez is a father. Yeah. And that just bled over into the into everything, and just you know for her to like go from like you're not my dad to like acknowledging him as essentially her father. father yeah, yeah. And calling him father, I thought mm. was just really really sweet, and just. The last thing I want to talk about, then obviously, if you want to say anything, no, please. Because um, I enjoy let me t- let me tell you how fucking excited I got with Nova. I, I tell me how you got excited because he's the big he's the Thanos in the comics. Okay, and so I knew he pro- like I I already kind of looked into things. I knew he wasn't going to be like a big part of mm-hmm. this movie. Mm-hmm. He was probably you know it's like he's going to be the big bad guy in two, yeah, or in three or whatever the fuck. And so I would just accept it's like, okay, it's probably going to be Vector, and it's probably going to be the big dude, and it's probably going to be, like, you know, just her busting her ass through, uh, you know, trying to get up to Zalm or trying to, you know, win and shit. So I had accepted Nova wasn't going to be in the movie. But then when when the goggles come up and it's Edward Norton, I I was like, what the fuck? Because I was like, I think that's Edward Norton. I don't know if that's... Is that Edward Norton? And then I couldn't tell until he took the glasses off and I was like, holy fuck, that's Edward Norton. I couldn't tell until the oh glasses came off. Yeah, I couldn't tell until after the glasses came off and I was like, that boy. that He's a good actor. That motherfucker is like... But the thing is, like, for me, it's like, I knew he was going to be movie two. Yeah. Even though we're probably not going to get movie two. But that's place, like, yeah. like, I, like, that's my... Dude, he is an evil motherfucker. Okay, My like, only frustration with Alita is that I... Is that it got made and there's not there may not be a possibility of getting a sequel. That's the. It's only, just because it underperformed. Right, and because they the didn't know how to fucking release it. Yeah, that's the only. I want a series. I, I would totally do a series. I would literally watch that. Okay, Ultra Carbon. It. I felt like I was watching Ultra Carbon, but something that had a lot more fully realized stuff. Even though it wasn't, I didn't get all the backstory like Ultra Carbon does because they do this whole thing Ultra Carbon with like a past war current day shit, all this whatever. But I felt like a lot of the stuff with Alita, there was more substance there than there is in Ultra Carbon. But because it's an anime or a manga, it's not, you You don't necessarily know if you're going to get all that. You don't have to. I want to tell you everything. <sighs> are there aliens? So the people on the Mars, are the people on I Mars... I don't know. That, I, I have no fucking clue. That's in here. I have not all that. I want to know is the people on Mars that Earth was fighting... The Earth they, Forces. The Earth Forces. Were they humans that just moved to Mars and then they were like, fuck you, Earth. We're going to come back and fight with all of our androids. I'll tell you what little I know about okay. that. And this is like, I don't know. I'm yes. just going off of what I've put together. Yes. Is they're either... I think it's I think it's what you said. Like, people have colonized Mars, but mm. then there's this, like... You know, it's, it's like the colonies trying to break away yeah. from England kind of shit. Yeah. But they're, like, also, like, kind of the super soldier thing. Gotcha. You know, how, hence how they know Panzerkunst. Mm-hmm. Yes, Which, yes. hearing Christoph Waltz say Panzerkunst Panzer just made me so fucking happy. Also, I read the book with his voice as Edo. Nice. Which nice. made me so fucking happy. It, like, even before the movie came out, I was just like, well, I know what Christoph Waltz sounds like. <laughs> you know, I can easily put the fill in the, the blanks. That's a binko. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, just, so what, from what I understand is it's like they kind of broke away. It's like a secession kind of thing, and then, like, there's a war and all this shit, but they're, like, the next step. It's not the Spartans, because I'm yeah. not going to fucking make that stupid-ass comparison. Wait, did people make, like, Spartans from, I'm talk, I'm talking about from like, Halo? That's, uh, I'm not trying to reference Halo, because Halo's unoriginal as fuck. Oh, yeah, it's unoriginal as fuck, but it's cool, bitch. Well, I, I don't think that they're going to make another movie, but yeah, it, but, but the thing is, it's like, it makes me so sad because, not just because of that, but also because, like, if they got to the Secret of Zalem bit, it's like, it would be, like, mind-blowing shit. Yeah. Like, literally. And, well, that's why I feel like the whole world is, there's so much richness in that world, and I want to find out more shit about it. But yeah, I'll tell you the Secret of Zalem afterwards, but I'm so glad you enjoyed that movie. Yeah, no, I really like, did. I, like, I came out of that movie, and it's like, I haven't, like, the only other time I was that... There were only three other times I got even close to that excited when I watched a movie that year. It was Endgame, and it was The Rise of Skywalker. And it was just like... But even then, it was just like, with Alita, that's the first time I have read the fuck out of a comic before it came out. And I was just like, they did good. Can I say that as huge as Endgame was, it's weird now that it's been done? You can't go back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just like well, like when I think of Endgame, it's like oh yeah, Endgame. Even though at the time it was this huge, 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 huge thing, and now, now it's just, another it's just chapter. like yeah, it's weird. It is weird because we had to wait a whole year to get to Endgame. Our last thing. Yes. Yes. What are you grateful for this week? I am grateful for the ability to have self-awareness because <laughs> <laughs> that is something that a lot is, of people do not have i am grateful for the ability to have self-awareness and to have discipline for myself um and then i'm also grateful for the love that people show me you and ashley other people in my life friends and like i really am grateful for that and now living that gratefulness and actually like holding on to it so oh yeah yeah like that's my quick simple that's what i'm grateful for what are you grateful for sir i'm grateful that i found skeletor this week (laughs) 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 um that's just the time bullshit i had to do but um in all seriousness though first of all and i don't mean this sarcastically or geeky i'm serious i am so so happy you have seen Alita. I am too. That you've literally, been trying to get me to I watch was, it for a long time. Yes. You've been trying to get me to watch for a long time. And that's like, that was my favorite movie of 2019. And I wasn't supposed to watch it. I was supposed to watch something else, but I was supposed to watch um, Project Power. Yeah. But Jackson was out that night, so I was like, well, I'm going to watch something. And then I was like, oh, Alita, I'll watch Alita. Because it's on HBO Max. Right? Yeah. And I literally, I put it on, and I was going to be on my phone as I watched it. Bro, I turned it on. I turned my phone on like once, and then like... That was it. I was literally just like plugged into the movie. But yeah, I'm just I'm just so grateful that you got to see that. But in all sincerity, what I'm grateful for is the fact that this past week I hit a very, very, very hard low. And not just in terms of my artwork, but in terms of myself. And as a result, I've made some choices that aren't exactly the easiest. But I think are gonna it's gonna better me in the long run. I'm just I'm grateful for the fact that I have the opportunity to keep trying. Yes. And I don't have all the answers. I don't know what all the answers are. And truth be told, because of I don't know if it's the combination of this pandemic or you know our country or whatever the fuck, but or just people in general that just infuriate me. But mm-hmm. I just don't care. You don't need to. Exactly. And everyone likes to make you feel like you have to care, but fuck you. This is my life. I, if I'm struggling with just trying to be okay with myself, why the 
fuck should I give a shit about anything else anybody else does? This is me. Where can they find you, Jeremiah? They can find Jeremiah on Instagram at ParkourGeek, and that's P-A-R-K-O-U-R-G-3-3-K. You can also find me on YouTube at A Token Steak, A-T-O-K-E-N apostrophe S-T-A-K-E. You can find Matt and Lane Silva on the newest episode of Perspectives with Jeremiah Stevens in the summer series as the three of us talk about acceptance. Um, and we'll that was heavy. That was heavy as fuck, but it's such a good heavy. It wasn't like, it was heavy, it was. but it was like, it was a very raw. It was heavy, but yeah. it, I'd rather say it was raw. Uh, it was definitely necessary. Um, and we're wrapping up the last episode of the summer series. Is that the last episode? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm sorry. I will be wrapping up the last episode um, with another good friend of mine um, right before my birthday. We're going to at least record before my birthday, before I turn 25. And hopefully I'll either release it before I turn 25 or not long after. But I, I'm definitely going to finish it or release the last episode before the end of the summer. Hell yeah. Matt, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Art of Matthew. Um, I am, again, like I've said, maybe taking a little sabbatical from artwork, but I'm posting all, or maybe not all, I'm posting a lot of my Ghost of Tsushima like cinematographer moments on there. So if you want to see some me emulating Kurosawa, you can you can <laughs> see that shit. Um, also put the link in the description for your video. Yes. 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 Because that shit is good. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at the Art of Matthew. Um, you know, that's what that is. And then uh, if you want to wear my artwork on a t-shirt like I'm doing right now in a non-self-promotional way, um, you can <laughs> find that at teespring.com slash artofmatthewshop. But yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's where we're at this week. And as always, have a week! Today on Common Sense, we learn not to be a fucking asshole and to let people love you for who you are because god damn it you deserve love we also learned that robert rodriguez makes some great fucking movies and alita battle angel definitely deserves more sequels and like just it's fucking dope until next time the following audio presentation is property of lake house creative llc any reference to copyrighted works is for review and commentary purposes only